You know what it's like to be sore. A day or two after a hard workout or a long run, even simple tasks like walking downstairs come with a twinge of pain. And for some masochistic reason, soreness can also feel like a victory. You worked hard, got sore, and you're clearly on your way to getting faster and stronger. And if you didn't get sore after a race, that definitely means that you could have run a lot harder and a lot faster. Well, maybe. Maybe not. The reality is that soreness is not an indication of a good workout, and lack of soreness is not a sign that you didn't work hard. Seems counterintuitive, but it's true. So why do we get sore? And wouldn't it be great if we just could avoid it and still improve? Let's explore the science of soreness. Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. In this episode, you'll learn why muscles get sore, what you can do to avoid soreness, and better ways to gauge a workout than how sore you got. If you need more help getting your fittest, you can order my book, The Planted Runner, Running Your Best with Plant-Based Nutrition, wherever you get books or request a copy from your local library. Or you can enter to win a copy for free just by writing an Apple Podcast review. I choose a new winner every month. Before we get into the episode, I'd like to let you in on a big announcement. The Planted Runner podcast has joined the Evergreen Podcast Network. This partnership will help bring the show to more runners like you all over the world. And I'm truly excited to be a part of the Evergreen family. To check it out and discover more shows that you'll love, head to evergreenpodcasts.com. Don't forget to stay tuned all the way to the end of the episode for another Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. To understand why we get sore, let's look at some common ways it happens. Let's say that you head to the gym for the first time in years and grab the biggest dumbbells you can lift. You press and curl and lift and squat and you are loving your new fit life until the next day when even your eyelids hurt to move. This is called delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS for short. There are a lot of theories of what exactly is happening to cause this pain, but science's best guess is that it relates to inflammation caused by the muscle damage you did in the gym. Inflammation is how your body deals with a lot of problems in the body, and it's essentially like calling out the National Guard to defeat an enemy. Blood rushes into the damaged areas to provide nutrients and oxygen for repair, and that extra blood creates heat, swelling, and sometimes pain. So you're lying in bed, crying in pain, cursing yourself for going too hard in the gym, and you're wondering if you'll ever walk again, let alone run. But soreness doesn't just occur in newbies in January at the gym. It occurs to seasoned athletes and elite athletes as well. 
There is certainly a kind of twisted masochism in feeling a little sore after an especially brutal trail run or hard intervals at the track. You worked hard and the soreness is the proof. Sort of. (laughs) What if you could work hard and get the same results and skip the soreness? Sure, you're not getting the same biofeedback loop that rewards you with pain every time you work hard. But imagine walking and more importantly, running better the next day after a hard workout with little to no soreness. Yes, please. Pain and soreness are your body's way of trying to tell you something. Being sore a day or two after a hard workout certainly doesn't make you want to head back to the gym and do it all over again. It seems obvious that soreness is how your body tells you to stop being so aggressive with it and chill on the couch for a few days. But as runners, we're used to being uncomfortable and pushing through hard things. A little soreness kind of feels like a badge of honor, so we tend to push through despite the pain. So what's really going on with soreness? The truth is it's not entirely clear why or what the mechanisms involved are, but doing an unfamiliar exercise, doing an exercise that is prone to soreness, or simply being a person that tends to get more sore than others are all factors involved. The key to building muscle and strength without unnecessary soreness is to learn what causes soreness for you and to learn to train just under that threshold. That could mean strength training more often, but with fewer reps or less intensity, or it could mean dialing back the speed on track Tuesday just a hair so you still run strong, but you're pain-free the next day. Some studies have shown that the sweet spot for optimal muscle growth is just 5 to 10 sets of 10 repetitions for each muscle group per week. That means you can get away with just 10 squats 5 days a week and you've got your quads and your hamstring covered in less than a minute a day. 50 squats spread out over 5 to 7 days is a lot less likely to produce soreness than 50 squats all at once. And the science backs it up. Studies involving two groups that either did all their strength training in one day or spread it out over five days got the exact same muscle growth at the end of the study. But the five times per week group got it without the soreness. Another factor that tends to produce more soreness is the type of exercise done. I'll let you know which specific exercises are the most likely to make you sore right after this. Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman. Women's Running Stories, where we explore the intersection between running and life. Because every woman who is committed to a running journey has a story to tell, and this is where you'll find those stories. I am host and producer Sheree Louise Turner. I'm a 53-year-old runner, and together with original music by musician and runner Cormac O'Regan, we bring these inspirational stories to life. Please join us to fuel your adventures. 
Before I get back to the conversation, I want to talk about a massive problem that I see with runners everywhere, and especially plant-based runners. You know that I'm the first to tell you that you can absolutely get everything you need from a plant-based diet as an endurance runner, but most runners are struggling. With our busy lives and time-consuming training schedules, making sure that you get enough to fuel your training and making sure that it's actually optimal for your health and performance is a real challenge. So that's why I tell all my athletes to make nutrition simpler and get Neurofi Plus by Prevenex. In less than a minute, you can mix their superior quality protein shake up with just water in a shaker bottle. And it actually tastes delicious. That is not the case with other plant-based powders I've tried. You can enjoy Neurofi right after our workout, knowing you are getting everything you need for muscle repair with none of the junk that you're going to get in one of the lower quality powders. Another cool way to use it is to mix up a couple of scoops with water or warm plant-based milk right before bed. Studies have shown that taking 20 to 30 grams of protein right before bed is the optimal time for protein synthesis and muscle repair that we all need. Look, this is the only product that I'm working with, and that's for a very good reason. I believe in Prevenex quality, their mission, and I use Neurofi Plus myself. And I'm not the only one. Lindsay Hine of All Have Another, Jason Fitzgerald of Strength Running, Whitney Hines of The Mother Runners, Elite Athlete, Emily Enfeld, and so many others in the running world are passionate about Prevenex too. If you're ready to simplify your nutrition and optimize your fueling, you can try Neurofi for 15% off the regular price with my code PR15. That's PR15 at Prevenex.com. So which type of exercises are more likely to make you sore? Eccentric loads can produce more soreness than concentric movements. What does that mean? An eccentric contraction is where the load or the stress occurs as the muscle is lengthening, and concentric is the opposite. So let's imagine a biceps curl. As you curl the dumbbell towards your chest, the biceps shortens. This is concentric. As you lower the weight slowly and lengthen your arm down, this is the eccentric motion. As long as you're doing it slowly and purposefully, instead of just letting gravity pull it down. Another way to think of eccentric motion is it's the braking motion. Where do we see the braking motion happen most on a run? If you guessed downhill running, you would be correct. Running downhill eccentrically loads the quads, which is why you might feel soreness the next day if you go flying down a mountain trail. This is exactly why the Boston Marathon is so challenging, even though the net downhill would seem to make it a faster course. The damage that eccentrically loading your quads does in the first half of the race turns your quads into wobbly bowls of jelly by the time you crest Heartbreak Hill. So does that mean that I'm telling you not to run downhill or do eccentric exercises to avoid soreness? Absolutely not. Quite the opposite, in fact. If you're training for Boston or a Revel race with lots of downhill, you absolutely need eccentric training. And in fact, all runners can benefit from it. 
But a little goes a long way, and spreading out your strength training and your downhill running over days or even weeks can get you stronger and more durable without the pain. Okay, so let's say you're all jazzed up about this and you vow never to be sore again. You try all of these tips and you still end up sore. What is the deal? Well, you could just be someone who is naturally more prone to feeling sore. You can try cutting back the weight and the intensity a little bit more and see if that helps. And it certainly should help some. But for some people, a little soreness will still happen at times, and it doesn't mean that anything is necessarily wrong. And finally, what if you're the opposite and you don't feel sore? Does that mean you could have gone faster? This is a very common experience, especially in runners as they grow and improve. The week after your first marathon was a miserable sufferfest where you couldn't even look at a set of stairs without wincing. But your next one, even though you ran it faster, wasn't quite as bad. And then the next one was even better until finally you get that marathon dream PR that you've been hoping for for years and you hardly even feel it the next day. Does that mean that you could have run faster if you didn't get sore? Maybe you could have, but your lack of muscle soreness really has nothing to do with it. Biopsies of experienced marathon runners' legs still show markedly high levels of muscle damage, regardless of whether they report being sore or not. Most likely, the reason you're not sore is that your body has adapted to the stimulus of running long and hard and no longer calls out the National Guard with pain sirens blaring quite as loud. The bottom line is that soreness is a poor indicator of anything useful for your training and can be avoided for most runners most of the time. You can still run hard, lift hard, and become a fitter and faster runner while still being able to walk normally if you sneak up on your fitness by doing a little consistent work every day rather than killing yourself less often. Of course, this advice will sometimes be easier said than done. We're trying to train just under an invisible line and we're not always going to get it right. After all, you only find the soreness threshold after you've crossed it. So keep experimenting with what you are doing until you find a reliable plan for lifting and running that rarely makes you sore, but you're still progressing. Signs of progress in the gym are being able to lift heavier, more often with more reps or with a greater range of motion. And of course, progress with your running is running longer or faster or both without injury or soreness. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today's topic is investing your effort. In all workouts and hard races, the effort will rise the longer you run, even if you don't change your pace. The strategy to race your best means that you will have to purposely hold back your speed and effort at the beginning so you have plenty of energy left to finish strong when you're most tired. To do this, it can be helpful to think of your effort as a finite resource that you need to spend and invest wisely. You save effort when you're fresh at the beginning and the payoff compounds just like interest on an investment over time.
Then when you're near the end, starting to get tired, you have enough saved in the bank to cross the finish line with a smile. Thank you for listening to The Planted Runner or watching it on YouTube. Don't forget, you can win a copy of my book for leaving an Apple podcast review. So be sure to write yours right after your run today. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach. And it's a great way to tell me what you'd like to hear next because I read every single one. Have a great run today. There is no hood like parenthood. When you meet a fellow parent, you just kind of get each other on a whole nother level. Hi, I'm Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm a former CNN journalist, mom of three, including twins, and host of That's Total Mom Sense, the podcast. I interview change makers on their life lessons, legacy, and superpower of intuition, aka their mom sense and dad sense. I've had some pretty amazing parents on my show. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland. Hi, this is Chelsea Clinton. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Episodes release every Thursday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Join my tribe at thatstotalmomsense.com and follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you.